Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Now look, I don't intend to bait and switch you. That's not what this is about. No, I don't I do not do that here on the show. Some people might. That's not what this is about. I know that the thing says uh, Stephen Amell is on the podcast, but here's what happened. I, I figured that this week I wanted to do a SummerSlam preview show, um, but I didn't want to leave you without any name. So I dug through the archives and I found the interview that I did with Stephen Amell a couple of years ago. So it's an old interview. It's like a minute and a half long. So if you're just listening for Stephen Amell, you've wasted your time. Turn off the podcast now. But I'm still putting on a hell of a show for you today. I decided to do an extended version of The State of Wrestling uh, with Katie Linendahl. So I'll get to that in a moment. We'll preview SummerSlam, talk about everything that's going on in WWE and elsewhere. Well, maybe not everything that's going on elsewhere. We've only got so much time. But uh, the most important bit of information I have for you is is... This is the week. This is the big week. I told you it was coming. Uh, I hope you were following me on Twitter and you got the information already. Because if not, it's, it could be too late. But if you're listening to this podcast uh, as it comes out, if it, is, if it is Wednesday right now, or even if it's Thursday morning, get yourself to Caroline's Comedy Club if you're in New York City. If you're anywhere near New York City, then get yourself to Caroline's Comedy Club in Times Square. That's uh, Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern. So this Thursday, that's August 20th, at 2 p.m. Eastern, it's the first event leading towards SummerSlam. Tickets are free. If you want to go, then check NotSam.com. Check that front page, and all the info is there. It's got my email address. It's got everything. I'm putting all of uh, all, all you wrestling folks, I'm putting on my guest list to make sure that you all get in, okay? So if you want to go, and it's not Thursday. If you're listening to this on Wednesday and you want to go to this thing and you're in New York City, then go to NotSam.com and email me from there. Because I have, not only is Katie Linendahl going to be with me at Caroline's this Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, August 20th, but Corey Graves will be there with me and Paul Heyman will be there with me. Uh, we'll be interviewing both guys. There'll be a Q&A with both guys. They'll be live on stage. Again, tickets are free. This is the greatest. It's going to be the greatest event, at least the best value. It's free of all SummerSlam weekend. So go ahead. If you're in New York, if you're going to SummerSlam, if you're going to NXT, even if you're going to Raw, and you're in New York on Thursday, get yourself to Caroline's Comedy Club at 2 p.m. Eastern. Caroline's on Broadway. And again, you can go to NotSam.com. For all the info, you can see another you this time. All the interviews that I've done with Paul Heyman, especially when Katie Linendahl is involved, have been classics. Everybody loves them. You can go to YouTube and you can find them. Now, you can see it happen live at Caroline's. Paul Heyman, Sam Roberts, one more time. This time, with an audience. That's the tagline for the event. So check that out. Uh, I'm excited for SummerSlam. Let me play for you this clip of Stephen Amell. Uh, that I got a couple years ago at uh, Comic-Con. We're on the floor of New York Comic-Con. This is Sam Roberts with Stephen Amell from Arrow. Is that how I, did I pronounce your name right? Yeah, like Amell Brooks film. <laughs> I understand. What's the haps? Pardon me? What's the haps? What do you mean? Like, what's the haps? You know, what's the haps? I don't know what that means. It's like, we, what's happening? What's happening? Yeah. Nothing much, man. It's just, 
it's it's just another day. Yeah, it's just another day. You're the lead in Arrow. Do you feel the pressure though? You come to a place like Comic Con where people hold these characters so dear to them. No, I'm so I'm so pumped. We did uh, Fan Expo and San, in Toronto, and then San Diego Comic Con. But we did both of those before the show had aired, right? Right. And so comic book fans, understandably, sort of hold you at arm's length a little bit. But I love our pilot. I love the subsequent episodes, and we have a lot of DC characters coming. So I'm excited. Were you a comic book fan growing up? Yes, but wrestling was my big thing. Wrestling is my big thing. Really? Oh, I was yeah. a big W. Going to WrestleMania 6, which was in Toronto. Of course. Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. Were you a Hogan or a Warrior guy? I was Hulk Hogan. So you were very disappointed. I cried. <laughs> you did? I fully cried. And then subsequently, I think it was, was it uh, 17 or 18? Was back in Toronto. Yes. Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. Hulk lost again. Yeah, you're bad luck for him, man. I know. Well, I'm glad then that things have gotten better. you got a big TV show that's on the CW. It has gotten better because I can't get over Hulk's sex tape or any of the other things that he's doing. It's terrible for me. It's ruining my childhood. They said his genitals were the size of a thermos, though, so it's not all bad for the Hulk, is it? <laughs> Thank- <I know. laughs> Thanks a lot. See, I'm not, I'm not fibbing to you. I'm not even putting the Howard Finkel production around it to make it seem like that's an official Sam Roberts wrestling podcast interview. It's not, but uh, it does have some insight into Stephen Amell as a guy who loves wrestling, as a legitimate wrestling fan. I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool to see. Uh, don't forget, not only can you support the podcast by going to Caroline's on uh, Thursday, but you can get yourself a t-shirt. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts. That's ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts. And you can get yourself a What's the Hap shirt, a Not Sam shirt, whatever you want. Go there now. 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 Let's preview SummerSlam. Sam Roberts wrestling podcast style uh, with Katie Linendahl. This time, you can take it away, Howard Finkel. It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. And welcome to a special uh, elongated version of the State of Wrestling. I mean, it's a State of Wrestling. It's the SummerSlam preview. It's everything that's going on. I feel like, I mean, they've made SummerSlam as big almost as WrestleMania, so... I feel like we have to follow suit here at Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast and treat it with a certain amount of respect and dignity. I mean, for God's sake, Sports Center is covering it. Sports Center of all places. Um, so, yeah, with me at this time is uh, the Emmy Award winning uh, award. What else did you win an award for? Well, funny, because I actually won my Emmy on Sports Center. On Sports Center, Working behind the scenes, and that was when it was good. That's when I tried to sneak in wrestling to all the top ten. Huh? Yeah, me and my friends used to always cut top plays. Yeah, and wrestling was it was not easy to get any wrestling. And like, now what? They get they hire the coach, yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden, all of a sudden, yeah. Well, let me tell you this: super kick party. That's right, because you pay attention to this podcast, and I hope ESPN realizes that I have what they could have, <laughs> and that is the Emmy Award winner. The Visionary Award winner, Today Show correspondent, CNN correspondent, Twitter queen, Tech Katie Tech, Code Katie Code, Tech Loyalty Respect, or Hustle Loyalty Tech, I don't remember. It is Katie Linendahl. She's so here. Generous. Yeah. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Just that's clapping, me clapping for, for yeah, myself. That's not me. It sounds like somebody else is in the studio clapping for me. They're not. Super kick party. <laughs> so. Hi, Primetime. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. It's yeah. like the road to SummerSlam 
has begun. Well, you keep yelling super kick party because you're on a Young Bucks kick. Yeah, yeah. I got to tell you something. Before we dive into WWE, because everyone goes, oh, it's the state of wrestling, but all you talk about is WWE. Oh, are we going to talk about Pro Wrestling Syndicate? No. I do. Oh, I do. I May I say very quickly. What do we got to say about Pro Wrestling Syndicate? I have something Syndicate? to say because I'm getting, I'm getting uh, chewed out on Twitter because... Well, Teen Wolf's been trending for like three weeks. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to Johnny Howe. It's not him. Congratulations. It's the film. He's been trending like every night around 11. It, she trends for like three hours. It's So g- good job, Johnny Howe. It's a show. Pro Wrestling Syndicate. On MTV. The kids no, love it. it's a wrestler in PWS, dude. Listen. Pull it together. <laughs> Listen. I don't know what he's doing every Thursday, but for some reason, he's got the internet talking. Mm-hmm. What I have watched about a hundred times already is the video maybe i'll post it on twitter or something so anybody who hasn't seen it can see it the young bucks are the greatest tag team in wrestling and i'll tell you why it was the little kid's birthday and they're like okay let's do the right thing the little kid gets to go in the ring he's like seven it's maybe his seventh birthday and he goes in where's this at it's at a wrestling show oh it's at a show at a show he's in the ring with them there's an audience it's the whole deal Mm -hmm. and he goes in the ring and the little kid hits him, and they start selling his hits, and then he kicks him, and they start selling his kicks. And it's like, oh, it's so cute. You know, this little kid is getting the best of the Young Bucks here. And then the little kid hits the ropes, and he runs towards the Young Bucks. And you know what the Young Bucks do? Super kick that seven-year-old into oblivion. Knock him out cold. Sweet chin music, double sweet chin music on a seven-year-old chin. They broke that little kid's jaw before it even developed into anything. Super kick party! It is the greatest. I and mean, what kind of waivers were signed for this? I would say none, I would guess. Um, it wasn't uh, Madison Square Garden. Let's just put it that way. Uh, wow. That's probably the reason why you would never see anything like that happen in WWE, but that's not to say that's a good thing. Cause yeah, I have, the Young Bucks, you know, they're just giving back to the kids. I have to tell you they're something. giving back to the children. If I knew that there was a potential for a little kid to be kicked in his face on SmackDown, I would not miss a SmackDown. And that is why you are who you are, Sam Roberts. Exa- thank you that for recognizing right that, Katie Lynn and Doll. Thank you. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would watch kids get kicked in the face. I mean, I watch wrestling all the time as it is, but I'd watch even more if little kids were getting kicked in the face more what often. What's your deal? The Young Bucks are visionaries is my deal. Speaking of young kids and the Young Bucks, I would just like to make reference that I was my, – my little niece who's six years old is visiting me yeah. in New York City. Yeah. And you, guess what she's wearing today? What? Super kick party t-shirt. Well, you tell your little niece not and to mess – And she has a money in the bank <laughs> lunchbox. Of course she does because you're the greatest aunt there is. I am. But you tell your six-year-old niece – cool. You tell your six-year-old niece, uh-huh. do not mess with the young bucks because they will kick her out of her shoes. Well, yeah, she's not getting kicked in the face. Oh, so I, will, that, I will retaliate. I would love to see. That's where KL has to bring out the hard drive. I, oh. That's my finishing move, which we decided was not a good idea. Right. I was going to set it up with the RAM and finish it with the hard drive until Sam told me that was inappropriate. No, it's just so sexual in nature. I had no idea. Here's what I would pay to see. The megabyte. Katie, Katie Linendahl and your niece versus the Young Bucks for the IWGP Tag Team titles. Well, if there's a title on the That's right. That's right. And the winning tag team gets to join the Bullet Club permanently. It's a lot on the line. Yeah, well, it's a big, big match. Your six-year-old niece better come prepared, better come correct. She's a linen doll. She's got this. Good, good. All right, Katie. All right. Let's talk about it. It's a big SummerSlam preview show. A lot going on. And I'll tell you this. I'm excited 
to see Stephen Amell in a wrestling ring. He seems to be taking this super seriously. Uh, I played an interview that I did with him. I didn't uncover it. It was was a couple of years ago. It was just as Arrow was premiering. And I was at a Comic-Con, and I interviewed him. And he is, you know, after listening back to it and knowing what I know today, I think a couple weeks ago I questioned it, but he comes off like a real wrestling fan. He's very excited. He's talking about, you know, Rock and Hogan. He's excited. Well, and may I say on his Wikipedia page, which, you know, don't put too much cloud into Wikipedia. It's not always factual. I thought it was like the new Encarta. Sure. The Encyclopedia <laughs> Britannica. That's right. Remember when that used to come on the commercials and you'd like want it? I, no. That... No. You know why? Because I wasn't a nerd. Well, I, I don't remember any time where I've ever wanted some kid with a mullet and glasses with his sweater on being like, look at all these books I got. Yeah, it was like awesome. No? It was like, oh, I'd love to meet that kid so I could make fun of him. Free map. Oh, a wow, globe. a map. Guess what? I wasn't leaving my house. I had video games. I had Nintendo. I had Sega Genesis. I didn't need a map to anywhere. You could keep your books because I got TV. That was my philosophy then. That's my philosophy now. Keep your books. I got the WWE Network. And that's why I'm smarter than you. Is that right? Because I read that whole Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, but you haven't seen the Young Buck Super Kick a little kid. So who's got more life experience? <laughs> you win. Thank you. You win. Thank you. Because <laughs> there's no entry on that. Nope. Nope. No, no, no. You can't teach that, Katie. No. You cannot um, teach that. What do you think? First of all, where do you land on celebrity involvement in wrestling in general? Well, as you know, we were pretty hot on Stephen Mel because he put on a solid performance. But I thought about what you said. What did I say? About celebrities getting in there, yep. doing their thing, yep. and then piecing out. Piecing. Execute the one, two, or three moves that you have. Right. Run through it a hundred times. Give him the snooky. Yes. Yes. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. And then leave. He said on Twitter he's got ring gear. He said, but, "Oh wait, I didn't get back to my Wikipedia reference. He's quoted as a professional right. wrestler is like his third trait. Sometimes a professional wrestler. That's he, a that's a loaded statement. He's not a professional wrestler. That's well, like Dolph Ziggler in his uh, in his Twitter profile says he's a stand up comedian. He is not. But the internet said it, so it's real. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. Look it up in the Encyclopedia Britannica, and we'll find out yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think. What was that? And other hope. One that you tried the was it Monster Ballads? Sorry, it's just a good album. Was but wasn't that on sale at the same time as Encyclopedia Britannica? I just I, have to get that out. I think it was a little after, but Monster Ballads was a great album. That was another thing I purchased. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> good, good, good choice. Um, yeah, and you're also surrounded by people who know exactly what they're doing. Stardust is going to make Stephen Amell look great. Wade Barrett is going to make him look great. And Neville is going to pick up any slack. I think it's going to be a great match. But how much participation do you truly think Amell will have? I think he'll have... I think he'll have Dennis Rodman-level participation. Okay, okay. Uh, I think he'll be... uh, I'm surprised that we didn't get another little excerpt this week. On Raw. I mean, it costs a lot of money to get these celebrities to come to Raw. Stephen Amell is not coming to Minnesota, okay? He's, he's, he'll come to Hollywood, and he'll come to Brooklyn. He's not going to Minnesota. Minnesota's a great place. Been there many times. Have you? Yeah. Well, don't let me, don't Best let Brock Lesnar know. Best airport in the country, too. The Minnesota airport? Oh, Minneapolis? Oh, it's fantastic. I went there once. It was terrible. Well, I'm sorry you had that experience. <laughs> it was awful. It was for the Republican <laughs> National Convention. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Work off that, too, though, because I feel like there was that 
to me was feel like was missing this week. But Stephen Amell, you mean? Stephen Amell. And I don't want to go on a tangent here, but I felt like what also was missing is is this. And I know I'm switching gears, so I apologize in advance. But is this Lana Summer Raid thing happening too? Like you got a few days at this point. Like you're gonna have to announce it, or well, I think it may be announced at SmackDown. You got time to announce it at SmackDown. But why not just finish it this week? I, I'm very confused. It's you like mean, one card is yet to be filled. You mean put a bow on it? Put a bow on it. Like just throw put are we doing the match or are we not? I would assume I mean I I guess I see these setups and I just assume the matches are happening. I don't I, I like I thought I thought Kevin Owens Cesaro was happening before they had announced it. I just assumed Oh yeah, that's a SummerSlam match and then somebody was like, "Well, they haven't really announced that yet." But I mean, if they keep giving it oxygen, they have gonna, to. It's got to run. It doesn't make sense for there to have been that segment, which was a decent segment on Raw. It doesn't make sense for that segment to exist if that match isn't happening at SummerSlam. But it's obviously— Like, what is that, a Night of Champions, like, long play? No, I don't think not, so. it's not big enough for that. But, no. I mean, you, that's definitely a tag match, right? I hope so. Has to be. I hope so. I, I And I think that's another one that's going to be super, super hot because—well, because Lana is. Well, no, because— uh, it'll be Lana's debut. People have been waiting to see what Lana can do in a wrestling ring for a long, long time. She's way over, way over, as she should be. Yeah, well, but also let's remember this great is a four-hour event. Yeah, it's you a need long that show. card. So, long... well, John Stewart's going to handle about two hours of it. I think. <laughs> who Who would have thought that John Stewart would be hosting this thing? I don't know. Maybe it's something that happens when you have kids. It seems like a weird move for John Stewart to make it to SummerSlam. I'm happy he's there. I think he's going to do well, but. I feel like he just does the wrestling stuff because his kids are into wrestling. That's like when celebrities do stuff like, you know, Muppets. Yeah, but for WWE to be able to go on television and say, you know, everybody was wondering, what's Jon Stewart going to be doing now that The Daily Show is over? He's going to Brooklyn for SummerSlam. But it's I mean, like, wait, 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 wait. Are you really surprised wait, wait. with the revisit after the whole Rollins thing? I'm surprised that this is his first booking after The Daily Show ended. That was huge. And that people are like, oh, what's Jon Stewart doing next? SummerSlam. Yes. I mean, it's. I mean, I respect it. It's great for WWE. It just feels very one-sided to me. It feels very good for WWE. I question what on earth Jon Stewart gets out of it. He doesn't even have a show to promote. Mm, he literally is just like, yeah, but it was fun, you know? It's cool. I would disagree with you just in the sense of uh, the what he gets out of it is pure PR. For what? The audience base is so huge. Just keep riding it out. It's just another PR stunt. But what's he got that he needs PR for? But why don't people go on late night talk shows? They do it just to do it. They always do do it. Why do you need something specific? Incorrect. Because they have to promote something. I understand your rationale. A show. Why can't you just do something? Why, if I want to show up at the Iowa State Fair, I'm going to show up at the Iowa State Fair. Maybe nobody would care that I showed up at the Iowa State Fair. Maybe you showing up there is a better example. My point is (laughs) you do it just to do it. I just like Ferris, Katie. That doesn't make any sense. You do love Ferris. I love carnies. <laughs> I'm a Ferris wheel guy. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't seem like he gets as much out of it as WWE gets out of it. Okay. Why are you mad about that? I don't know. I just thought it's just what. I had something to do later. That went on way too long. I It was one sentence. <laughs> you just got all hot about it. It was one sentence. Maybe it's because I don't have something to complain about this week. I was finding something to complain about. This None week. of the right. Well, how about this? You talk about not complaining. Well, maybe you are complaining. By the way, I, I have to interject and say that my I, we're watching Raw this week. Yeah. With my six-year-old niece. Yeah. And she likes Seth Rollins, by the way. She's all into it. And she started complaining about the refs. 
and I didn't even like without provocate with, like without you yes. getting her to and I was like slow clap and she's like why would you want to be a ref anyways I mean wouldn't you want to be a wrestler or you, well, you just have to stare at him and you could totally get in the way and get hit that's what she said she went on and on and I was like absolutely so this is in the Lindendahl DNA yeah it is Mm-hmm. Just hatred for a fish. And for those of you that are interested in having that ref on, Sam has agreed to that. So yeah. that, that could be in the future. It's not going to be today. Maybe we'll get him SummerSlam weekend. Maybe. We're just saying. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll show up at the talent hotel and just bum rush some referees. Yeah. Hey, we got some questions for you. We need answers. Yeah. Why don't you ring the bell if somebody hands you the money in the bank briefcase? Yeah. Don't play tug of war with it. It's not, it's not confusing. Yeah, it's not. And you don't even have to ring the bell, as you said. You just have to call to have the bell rung. Yeah. Hey, dude. Do it. Like, why does it... Ring his bell. That's right. The referees, you mean? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Why do his hands have to be off the briefcase? Right. 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 It's not hard, man. So what match are you looking forward to the most at SummerSlam, barring, obviously, the obvious? Well, I, I will say that after this week on Raw, I was really hyped, and I felt like things are going in, and I think the direction will be interesting for Lesnar-Taker. That's because the obvious. But I want to make a point here. Yeah. It's like he's the heel, but he's not the heel. And I understand that it was a homecoming. I think Undertaker's the heel. But I think the stage is set for some interesting. Undertaker has kicked Brock Lesnar in the dick twice now. <laughs> okay. There's no, that's when not. was a... the second time? He did, it the, he did it the first time he saw him in the ring. He did it at the pay-per-view. And then he did it last night again. No good guy kicks someone in the dick twice. You know? That's not. Yeah, when did Hulk Hogan, the big boot was a big boot to the face, not the dick, you know? He kicked him in his Maybe dick it was twice. An accident. He did it twice. When has The Undertaker ever made an accident <laughs> with that foot? He could get the leg up. I've seen him kick people in the face. But instead, where'd he kick him, Katie? In the box. That's in right. The, in the mailbox. <laughs> in the mailbox. It's right, in the mailbox. <laughs> mailbox. That's very good. That's a, that's a, that's a very good pun. Um, yeah, I think, uh, well, yeah, okay, we can get into the Brock Lesnar Undertaker match, I guess. Um, I think there is a very weird thing going on because it's hard to make the Undertaker a heel at this point because it's such a special thing to see him. But you don't have a double—crotch shots are a, are a bad guy thing to do. Yeah. You know, so I feel like— the Undertaker is more villainous in this. The Undertaker has more integrity. Or I'm sorry, Brock Lesnar right now has more integrity than The Undertaker. Brock Lesnar has a clean victory over The Undertaker. He beat him one, two, three. Fair is fair. Right now, The Undertaker's entire motivation to beat Brock Lesnar is that he's a sore loser. The Undertaker lost fair and square, and he comes out and he costs Brock Lesnar the title. Why? Because he's mad that he lost. He's being a dead baby. I would agree with you. So. But then. Then he comes out. Okay. Kicks him in the dick. Blows his his title opportunity. Now Brock Lesnar's mad at him. And Brock Lesnar has every right to be mad at him. Number one. You know, his, his, his testicles hurt. Number two. He cost him the title. So Brock Lesnar has every reason in the world to want to beat The Undertaker. The Undertaker's only reason is he's being a brat, quite frankly. So as far as I can see, there is no way that The Undertaker is being at all heroic in his position in this match. None. 
point made. So you think The Undertaker's a bad guy now? I think it's a 50-50 split. How so? You can't come off of Raw with that kind of excitement. And again, granted, I understand that it was in Minneapolis. The, the, it's a Brock, fi- Lesnar's a good, Brock Lesnar's a good guy. Undertaker's a bad guy. But I don't feel like he's a good guy on purpose. I feel Who, like, Brock? He's like a, a, in the new. this is like the new way of the universe because now the universe has control as to who they want to see as a heel. That's happened since the dawn of time. No, 316. No, uh, I would say as of more recent, do they have more control? It's like the Roman Reigns thing. I mean, they really did Come fuck on. that up for him. But, I mean, this is the Stone Cold story. People saw that everybody's just too excited to see Brock Lesnar. That's why, as of WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar is a good guy. Brock Lesnar, since WrestleMania, has been on a quest to get what's fair. Brock Lesnar was cheated out of the title at WrestleMania by a conniving Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins being the bad guy. Brock Lesnar was cheated out of the title because he didn't get pinned and he was the champion. So Brock Lesnar has a reason to complain without being a bad guy about it. Brock Lesnar got his rematch and got screwed out of winning. Okay, these are things that don't happen to bad guys. If any, if Brock Lesnar came out and was suspended by the authority, that's a good guy thing to happen to him. Brock Lesnar is a good guy. So you're telling me— Suplex City is a, is a land of, of honey and rainbows. And opportunity. And opportunity and love. He's a good guy. And you know what? Paul Heyman— He's a good guy, too. And let me tell you something. I enjoyed reading an article. Actually, was he on air? I read I think he was on air saying it, but then I read the follow-up article. He is having the best time of his life right now. He said it's the easiest job because he has one client to put over that he loves. Right. I'm paraphrasing. Right. But, I mean, it, it shines through. Well, we'll be able to ask him about that at the live show on Thursday. Oh, baby. At Caroline's. Right. Um, which, by the way, you know, if you didn't hear at the top of the podcast, notsam.com if you want to go. But it's, it could be past Thursday by the time you hear this. Um, so, in, yeah, in my mind, The Undertaker is a bad guy. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if The Undertaker wins this match at SummerSlam through less than honest means. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a full-on bad guy Undertaker taking a cheap victory. But you don't think at this point he doesn't come out as, like, uh, American badass or anything. No, no he's like, going to stick. Surprise. No, he's going to be exactly as he is. But I think there's a good chance that he will win this match and he will do it uh, dishonestly and in a bad guy way. And he will make it clear at SummerSlam that he is a villainous Undertaker. So then what, he he's making... One-off appearances then as a bad guy, like for mania and stuff like that. No, I but here's here's what I believe. Katie Linendahl, and I'm going on the record. And every time I predict something, you've it, been really it, wrong. It doesn't happen. It doesn't yeah. happen. It's but a, again, I'll just remind everyone that you did predict John Cena winning the NXT Championship. I said it would be a good idea. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't predict that it would happen. I said it would be a good idea. No, you predicted it. I, no, I said it would be a good idea. Maybe I was wrong on both counts, but. Close. Still. The Vegas lines were close. I'd like to, I mean, imagine if Finn Balor beat John Cena for the NXT title. That'd be a big deal. Now, I'm not defending that anymore. Uh Uh-huh. Because people know. People know. People who listen to this, they know. Uh Uh-huh. I believe that The Undertaker, and I've been thinking about this a lot and just came to this conclusion uh, right now. The Undertaker, in our pre-show meeting. Yeah. The Undertaker. Okay. 
will uh, prove himself as a villain, right? And he will do something very villainous to win the match, and it will be cheap, and it will be not very satisfying. The Undertaker will then wrestle sporadically from now until WrestleMania. Okay, so we will have a build of The Undertaker. Is he going to be at every show? Absolutely not. But will he be at a few? Yes, he will. The Undertaker will have his final match this year at WrestleMania. Ooh, it's going to be a retirement match? It's going, this will be a retirement tour. We, wow. will, we will boo him all the way to WrestleMania, knowing that WrestleMania is, is his final match. And once he gets to WrestleMania, we'll all know, okay, this is the point where we cheer him. Because it's, you know, now we're celebrating everything that ever was The Undertaker. Because. That timeline doesn't make sense to me then. Why not? So you're going to hype him up to be a bad guy. Yes. And then all of a sudden we're just going to, because it's his last match, we're going to like him? Because? Of course. Of course. That's what happens. That's how wrestling works. I see that as a two-year timeline. He's got to be a bad guy. He's going to be a bad guy for like a full year. Katie, he's falling apart. He, He looked good to me. Yeah, for one kick in the dick. He's not he's not in, in in the shape. He's not wrestling for another year. He is going to have a strong build from now until Dallas. And in front of 100,000 people, he's going to have his last match. It may be a rematch against Brock Lesnar, and I'm going to tell you something. He's going to be a bad guy going into that match. He's going to lose his last match. He's going to be 22 and 2. Ugh. And that's how he's going out. Next. I hope it's a casket match. It's not. It's not going to be a casket match because well, he's going to whatever, man. I said I hope it's not. He's going to get pinned one, two, three in his last match as a bad guy. We'll all cheer. We'll all cry. And then in a year, your two-year timeline pans out because he's going into the Hall of Fame right before WrestleMania 33. Look at Sam Roberts go. Yeah, Look at him we'll, go. We'll check back in a few months. <laughs> we'll check back after SummerSlam. Like yeah. it's already <laughs> all right. So I've rethought my strategy here. I understand that the first step, because that is one of those things where the first step has to has to pan out in yeah. order for. Yeah. That's my problem. I, I predict a first step, and then I predict all subsequent steps. This is why I always screw up. But the, the first step is always wrong. Would you ever do that in like horse racing? I always go for like the superfecta. Right. And then you're screwed in the beginning. Right there. Right. However. I think this is Take a something easier, dude. This is a better timeline than my John Cena winning the NXT timeline, True. which I still stand behind. And yes, that is where I see this going. It's the way that it makes sense. That's what's going to happen. The Undertaker is going to cheat to beat Brock Lesnar. We're going to boo that man because we're going to be left dissatisfied. Fair enough. Then the rematch happens at WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker 3. It's the rubber match. Brock Lesnar wins. And The Undertaker retires. Look at that Katie Lindahl. That's so beautiful. I know. I know. Hopefully somebody's listening to this. Or I hope that they didn't already have this plan. And then they listened to it and said, God damn it. Sam figured out our plan. Who's telling him? that? We got to change everything. Yeah, because they would for, you know. I'm very, very important. Right. Yes. Yes. Do you have any any thoughts on where this Undertaker thing is going? Or are you going with me? Um. Well, as I said last podcast, I have your back no matter what, even when you're wrong. So I'm going to have your back here and just go with you. Good. So keep that. Put it on the books. It's a Sam and Katie prediction. Uh, well, when you put it like that. <laughs> That's right. It's the two of us. Yeah. Together forever. Behind it 100%. Right. Right.
I tell you what I'm looking forward to. Yes, I just looked on WWE.com. This Lana Rusev match. Are we idiots? It, it is booked. It's already booked. All right. Well, well we are idiots, but. I told you it was going to happen. That's what I mean. But we knew it was going to happen. It doesn't matter if they book it or not. It's booked. Like, they did the segment. Of course it's happening. Don't get down on yourself. Man. I know. I know. Are you excited to see that one? I'm Obviously. excited to see that one, but I think, you know, in answering your It's the mixed question, tag match. It is a mixed tag match. Okay. But to answer your original question, which match am I most excited for? Tell me. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens and Cesaro. Never this coming from little Katie Linendahl, who not two months ago told me Cesaro was not somebody who excited her. That's true. Said Cesaro is not someone whose matches you look Listen, forward to. After- and I said, Linendahl, you're out of your tech mind. <laughs> Listen, my tech mind was accurate because before he was paired with Tyson Kidd, and this kind of like Cesaro revolution happened, and he right. started doing the moves that he was actually you know meant to do. Right. And they let him do it, right. however it went down. We sh- he showcased his skills. Skills. And I liked it. Because he got the skills to pay the bills. He's great. <laughs> How do these Cesaro sections happen, by the way? Well, there's great people on, on Reddit on the Squared Circle sub forum. I saw a photo of it. I think they're the ones who started it. And there's just guys who go to shows and they print out like 3,000 flyers that say Cesaro section. And they hand them out to everybody in the section. So it's just like random dudes? It's just a guy. Yeah, it's, it's organic. It's real. But that, but they do that at every show. Yeah. So that has to be, I mean, you have to like pass the torch. I think it's just one of those things that you see it on TV and you're like, I'm going to be the Cesaro section guy. There may be multiple Cesaro section guys per show. Wow. Yeah. I mean, is there like a standard like I mean, branding guideline to this? Like you have to download a font? Uh, I have seen a I couple of different. I don't mean to get different... nerdy, but I was. You I've know. seen a couple different versions. One of them was really well done and had like a Swiss flag kind of shadowed out behind the word Cesaro section. Wow. Probably a little more effort than needed to go yeah, into that, it. that involves some Photoshop. Even on HD, doesn't really pick up. Mm. But still, I mean, impressive nonetheless. We're going to do ours in Comic Sans, so you, 72 font. <laughs> I have a Zaf Dingbat sign, but yeah. nobody knows what it says. It's huge. You're looking forward to that match most? That's just because you're such a Kevin Owens fan. I am a Kevin Owens fan. I mean, I am too. Through and through. He is... It's always a good match. Beyond entertaining. I, like you, am not ready for the whole Cena-Owens thing to to fizzle out at the moment. I told you I could watch those two wrestle at every pay-per-view for the next three years. I'd be fine with it. That I will agree with you on. Like, we just do this. Like, WWE at (laughs) pay-per-views does a Cena-Owens match. That's what we do. I'd be fine with that. Like, okay, you got the world title match. You got the women's match. You got the tag match. You got the Cena-Owens match. You got the... Agree. I'd be totally fine with it. But I think Cesaro-Owens is going to be... Incredible. I think it's great that, like you said, you know, the moves that they're letting these guys do, they're letting them do sort of more Ring of Honor type stuff. The tempo's a little faster. Yes, very much faster. It's just much more exciting. Yes. Yes, it's great. Also, I'm excited, obviously. I'm picking obvious matches, which I apologize for. Abby. I'm excited for the New Day. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) Well, I'm excited for the New Day. I shouldn't say that, but. Not as excited as I am for Cena Rollins because I want to see who gets double belted. Yeah, double titled. Sorry. They're titles, not belts. Yeah, I, I get yelled at by you all the time <laughs> for, the, for my uh, verbiage. Yeah. Who wins both? How do you see that playing out? Well, I mean, it's I never. Mean, did you just add the NXT title because. If it were me, yeah. I would have Cena win the NXT title at TakeOver. <laughs> On Saturday. 
<laughs> I'm never going to let that one go. Well, ever. it worked in my scenario. Go back, listen to previous podcasts, there's, there's and you no tell me my scenario doesn't work. You can back yourself up on this. Ship has sailed on that story. Look, if Kevin Line. Owens can wrestle for WWE titles, then John Cena can wrestle for NXT titles. That's fair. Moving on. I'm in the C Nation. You are. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's never... It's never not a safe bet to say John Cena will probably win. However, he just came out with a shirt that said 15 time. Like, the shirt's a week old, and it says 15 time on That's, it. Dude, there, there's new shirts every week. But it says 15 time on the shirt. Look at my credit card, man. I live on <laughs> WWE Shop. I just received four Money in the Bank briefcases in the mail. I thought I ordered one. <laughs> I can tell you with you got, confidence. You got a little click happy again? Yes. I can tell you with absolute confidence that no, it's not a big deal that a shirt came out. You literally They'll ordered make another one. hundreds of dollars worth of Money in the Bank replica briefcases. Yes. Yes. But you think that they're going to debut a 15-time shirt a week before he wins his 16th title? Yes. Or does it not even matter? It doesn't matter. It's just, it, it, that's when the shirt happened to go out, and they're going to pick who wins regardless. I always thought this was kind of funny about, like, okay, so he's going for the Flair legacy, right? There's yes, that's, I mean, and, and by the way, I thought that was super interesting on Raw, that that's something that's kind of been kind of mentioned at, but it's never been part of a real story that let's keep in mind right. 16 time. For him to bring that up to Triple H means it's going to be a thing. But again, this is another moment where it's just brought up. Yeah, like, you mean it just brought up for the first time? Yeah. Yes. Like, right before SummerSlam. Well, he couldn't bring it up last week. He was fixing his nose. Oh, that's a fair point. Oh, my nose! That's um, a fair point. He but looked good. Cena looked great. But He's I always have Today an issue show. with saying, like, 16 times, 16, how would you phrase that? Which, what, what he is now? the 16-time heavyweight champion of the world. Okay, but what if you were just like a two-time champion, but you had it for three years apiece. Well, that's the thing. It's so I like have a problem with 16-time this, this champion, that means you lost it 16 times. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> I'm the one-time champion. That's the promo. I to sell this. No. I'll go out there every time. I'll go, you know what? Ric Flair, you may be a six-time world champion, but I've had this belt on my shoulder right now, and I'm going to tell you something. Yep. All a 16-time champion to me means is that you've lost it 16 times, and me having the title today, what does that mean? I haven't lost it yet, and I'm not going to lose it to you. Woo, indeed. Yeah. How was that? You buying that pay-per-view? Well, that was a weak woo. But I know, but I was mocking Ric Flair's woo. Like, I was... Anyway... You should um, just do it again just to, like, redeem yourself. Well, I'm not going to do that again. But I kind of feel like uh, Seth Rollins will win. Then what happens with both titles? The U.S. title will uh, once again – or maybe it was – no, it was never – Do they have, like, a raffle? Yes, they will raffle the U.S. title to a WWE Network subscriber. The winner of Tough Enough will be proclaimed the United States Heavyweight <laughs> Champion. And I am hoping that Daria makes the big comeback and gets the belt. Yeah. Or ZZ, because he hunts alligators oh, or something. Don't you dare say you support ZZ even in jest. I didn't support ZZ after he said, and I'm paraphrasing this, not to switch gears here, but I have to make this point. Yes. He's like, I, did, I just didn't realize the physicality of the <laughs> WWE wrestling. And they're like, well, what did you do today in the gym? He's like, I ran two miles and I lifted some dumbbells. I was like, again, my six-year-old niece. Yeah, she was that. getting ready for this a super is a kick party. Military family. <laughs> what is wrong with this guy? You didn't realize the physicality of wrestling. Of wrestling. 
I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cannot even joke. Because let me tell Two you something. Miles? I get tweets. I did that as a warm-up. Good. Thank God. Because I get tweets every week that tells me how much people like you, and I like those tweets. And they will dry up quicker than you can say Sahara if you come on here and say that you like ZZ. Because oh, there is not a wrestling fan on the planet who appreciates that big, fat galoot. What was the other dude that said, uh, knowledge means nothing? That was one of the best quotes. There's been some great tough enough quotes. Who was that? That wasn't. Booted. Was that Mata? No. No, that was. No, no, no. That he was. He, got he didn't get booted. That was the MMA kid, wasn't it? Because he was arguing with Phil or whoever the, 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 the only guy on the show that knew anything about wrestling was. They didn't even get wrestlers for this show. Like, they avoided wrestlers for this show. Maybe that Like, they said, hey, maybe you could be on the show. And he was like, oh, I got some wrestling experience. They were like, you absolutely cannot be on the show. Uh, I mean, that's, that's the way they decided to do it. So, yeah, it's kind of a disaster. But. But he ran two miles. That's what I would do with the United States Championship. Give it to the winner of Tough Enough. And have him start defending it. Open title challenge. <laughs> oh it's ZZ with the United States title. <laughs> and ZZ comes out there and goes. You know, I'm just here to make people laugh. I'm just here to make people laugh and, and to entertain the people. You know, I'm from New Orleans, and if anybody wants to, to combat with me, you know, I wrestled alligators before. Yeah. And then, the, alligators. And then the, the, uh, the Ascension just comes out and rips his head off, literally. Like, they just behead him, and they're like, all right, we're going to be the co-U.S. champion. I feel like there is a pet missing, though, right now. Is it TVPG to behead somebody? No, I don't think that's cleared. Okay. Uh, okay. There might be some federal regulations on that. But I will say that there may pencil, be. Uh, well, don't you feel like we, we're missing a pet? No. we this, On the show? I don't understand on what you're talking dude. about. It's a podcast. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they won't be able to tell. Yeah, there's a dog. Woof, woof. Oh, settle down. I'm it's our dog. Like British Bulldog era, Jake the Snake. We need like a pet. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, as strong as those pets were, you know what we have now that we didn't then? What? A PETA. So they would not <laughs> They would not allow. <laughs> That's actually a fair point. I'm all for PETA. Right. We can keep this PC. Yeah. I mean, not based on the stories that I've heard about the way those animals were treated. Oh, I don't like that. That's that's. I don't like that. I don't want to hear that, and I don't want to go into that mode. Good. Good. I mean, I'm all for having an animal out there. I'm all for somebody bringing out a two-by-four again. The accessories, to me, were always very, very important. I do like accessories. Yeah, me too. So let's just keep it to getting super kicked in the face. That's right. Regardless if you're a li- of age. Seven That's to your prize. 70. That's your pet. That's right. Um, yeah, here's what I honestly think. I believe Seth Rollins will win. I believe he will be forced to vacate the United States title. Um, they will move the United States title back down the card have some kind of tournament deal or something with it, same way they did with the Intercontinental title. You think they're gonna let him, he's going to let them take it away from him? He's, well, here's the problem. If he says, I'm going to be the first guy to have two titles, then I'll say, you mean like the speech Jay Lethal did three months ago at Ring of Honor when he won both titles? Right. They literally just did that in Ring of Honor. So for them to turn around and have Seth Rollins do the exact same thing that Jay Lethal did. I don't think he's the first one to have two titles. In WWE, yeah. it's always been the rule. No, dude. There was a moment. We got, come on. You're like, you're like the Encyclopedia Britannica. I'm sure Who, people so, have had two. No, people have had two titles before. Like there was the Eurocontinental title when it was the Intercontinental and the European Championship together. Like people. Like I think it was. Uh, I think Kurt Angle had the Intercontinental and the European title. I think D'Lo did at one point too. It's possible, but generally speaking, when you have a title for title. World Championship involved match. The precedent was set at WrestleMania 6 between Hogan and the Warrior. 
The Warrior won. He kept his Intercontinental title. He won the WWF title. They vacated the Intercontinental title. History, folks. History. If you don't learn from it, you're doomed to repeat it. Right. Right. You just study this stuff in school. That's right. That's what I studied in school. I used to draw pictures of the Ultimate Warrior. And they were like, so in Gettysburg, and I was like, blah, blah, blah with the Gettysburg. Who right. cares? I would like to say that in fifth grade, we had to draw an object of choice. Yeah. And I chose Adam Bomb. It got <laughs> really weird. Because I tried to integrate a wrestler into it. Do you know what it's like when you meet Mick? You know what it's like when you meet Mick Foley and you have to tell him that when you were a junior in high school, (laughs) that means people were sexually active at the time. Not me, but some people. (laughs) When you were a junior in high school, you did an art project uh, where you had to paint several paintings of one thing. Right. And you chose mankind. (laughs) You know what? You know what that conversation is like? It's not as flattering as you might think it is coming from someone like me. I got one for you. No, we're not going to trade these off like a tennis match. But I had to go into – I was in Catholic school, and my shoes got all gross because Duke the Dumpster Drosy. Yeah. I was sitting in the front row because I camped out. My parents respected that I camped out for those front row tickets. And you really Dumpster, did. His slop bucket went all over me. Now, wait, wait, wait. You say slop bucket, you're going to get people confused. Are you talking about Duke the Dumpster Drosy's garbage can or Henry Godwin's slop bucket? Oh, I'm sorry. I know. Bucket? No, it's, I had Henry Godwin's slop bucket. Okay. Which had, like, Big Macs in it, and, like, you could, like, literally pull the content from it. I would hate—I would, I would hate My to think— My shoes got all messed up. That was probably, like, 95, 96. 90, no, it was way before that. Not with Henry Godwin, it wasn't. I that was 95. Yeah, it was 95, 96. Because it was definitely on my Our Ladies Christian School shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't—I I, I shudder to think in that era of wrestling— what kind of debauchery was being thrown into that bucket every night? I'm telling you, there's Big Macs in there. Yeah, there was a lot more than Big Macs. Max, I'm, I'm thinking bodily fluids. Oh god. Yeah, there was Dude, weird. Oh, why there, you I'm, it for look, me? I'm sorry to ruin all your. You got to grow out of this at some point, Linda Doll. That's why I'm in no. your life. No. No. I'm the I'm Mr. Reality. I'm the ratings machine, and I'm Mr. Reality. No one argued with that, but I'm just keeping it cool over here. All right, I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to ruin things for you. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, but. Yeah, I, I would think the U.S. title will go vacant. I think it'd be cool to have Seth Rollins have both titles, but Ring of Honor literally just did it. So to me, it would— nobody, Nobody's going to put that up against it. Nobody's going to say, oh, Ring of Honor just did it. I will talk about it every week on the podcast, I, I guarantee you. From this week on, if they do that same thing, I will mention it once a week because it's not a right thing to do. It's that big of a deal to you. You can't jack stories. It's not a right thing to do. It's one thing if Bigfoot shows up in WWE— as opposed to two titles. You don't even watch TNA. No, I don't. I'm just <laughs> so, saying, if you stole a storyline that was more prominent. It's the main storyline. It's the world championship storyline. It's Jay Lethal with the world title and the I know, television I was title. there with you in Ring of Honor. I know. I saw it. You were too busy being distracted by Dalton Castle and his boys. No, that was you being distracted. I mean, he's a distracting guy. He's a hell of a performer. It's really weird, man. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's their main event thing right now. And I will be, I'll be upset. You know I'm a WWE loyalist till the day I die. All we talk about, this is a wrestling podcast. We don't even talk about other wrestling. We just talk about WWE. Well, we're going to talk about other wrestling, though. At some point. Yeah. But I'm a WWE loyalist, and I don't hide it. I'm not ashamed of it. I think it's fine. However... You can't jack other people's storylines, and that's jacking. That's swagger jacking. Okay? Like as in jack swagger? As in, like, we the people? 
That's who should get the U.S. title, Mr. America, Jack Swagger. Zeb Coulter? Who would you put the U.S. title on? Okay, it goes, it goes vacant. The who? Boogeyman? <laughs> wow. He just made an appearance and swerved. <laughs> that was a quick response. <laughs> People loved him, man. Talk about coming out with slop buckets. He came out with worms. Yeah. No one forgot that. that you so, want to make a statement? He you, did it. You couldn't have known I was going to ask you that question. What? Who do you think would win the U.S. title? There's no way you could have prepared an answer for that question. And it was literally your first instinct. Right. You just went, the boogeyman. <laughs> right. And I probably put Adam Baum and Doink the Clown in a 2-3 spot. The and- fact that you said the boogeyman is the funniest thing of this <laughs> or any podcast. People need to really go back, listen to the way you said that just now, and really put some thought into how that conversation went that down. Good. It is the fun. That, it's the funniest thing I've heard all year. And it's August. <laughs> We're eight months in. Okay. I still, there's still time to outdo myself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't get competitive. Yeah. Don't get competitive. Um, yeah, and then I would think that John Cena will now, since he only has now mentioned the 16-time thing once, winning the title 16 times will become a bigger issue. It was just presented the first time, so now John Cena will go on a chase. He no longer has the U.S. title to worry about, so the open I challenge see. is done. Mm. So Cena is now going on a chase to become the 16-time champion. And maybe he gets screwed, and maybe it takes long, and maybe it doesn't take long. Maybe he's got the title by Survivor Series. But I believe that John Cena will win the title for a 16th time sometime after SummerSlam, um, and he will probably walk into WrestleMania as champion. Now, do we see a Sheamus cash-in at any point? Uh, I hope at no point in history do we see a Sheamus cash-in. I hope he just forgets the briefcase forgets. at home. Well, the ref might forget. I hope the ref just takes the briefcase because we're not going to ring the bell. Nobody wants to see it. <laughs> That's what I hope. When does it happen? Legit. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I hope I – mean, as I'm saying this, I just think to myself, I know there are people associated with that company that listen to this podcast, and I really don't want Sheamus to know that I – it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, that's you over. Can't take it back. That's over. And now you're embarrassed. And I'll tell you this: one thing you can't do with a podcast is edit. Um, <laughs> however, I, 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 we still got a lot of time for Seamus to cash in. A lot of time. He just he's had it for two months. We got ten months for him to cash that thing wow, in. Wow, it feels longer than that. June is Money in the Bank. He's had a it a lot longer. It, than well, that. it's been the summer of Seamus. Yes. Yes. It truly has. He did say something on Raw last night that made me laugh. He said something like, respect the hawk, and started doing his hair. No, he did not. He shouted, instead of saying, are you not entertained, he shouted something to the effect of, respect the hawk, and started, like, doing his mohawk with his hands. <laughs> that, that was funny. That's entertaining to me. I like that. You know, that's about as much as I, as far as I can go, but I like that. I like that a lot. Um... Maybe he wins the U.S. title and he becomes Money in the Bank and U.S. champion. I don't know. But, yeah, I think, uh, I think Seth Rollins walks out with the world title. Um, to so me. Is, is Nikki Bella hold on to, the, to talk women's briefly? Does she hold on and get the outdo AJ's I hope ring? so. I'd like to see that happen. How long is that away from? It's still a while. It's still a couple really? months. Yeah. Yeah, it's still. It's still I, I mean, think she's it's. She's been pinned twice by Sasha and Charlotte in the no. last. Few weeks. She did not get pinned by Sasha. She tapped out even tapped bigger, out. even he... bigger. Okay, I was right. Say. I mean, it's to your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about it. But um, that's the thing now with WWE. They can pin champions. <laughs> like it's right. not a big deal. Right. Like it happens uh, fairly frequently. 
you know, I'm very excited for the nine divas match. You know, three on three on three. Of course you are. Because um, I love me some divas. Everybody huh. knows that by now. Huh. I can't believe I get to go. This is the great thing. I mean, we're only talking about SummerSlam. Let's talk about SummerSlam weekend. The fact that we get to go to Brooklyn, and on Saturday, we get to watch Kevin Owens in a ladder match and Sasha Banks in a women's title match. And then on Sunday, we get to go watch Kevin Owens and Cesaro and Sasha Banks in another match with even more divas. That's a beautiful thing. Oh, it's great. I hope they stretch their hammies out. And that's a lot of competition. And I'm going to tell you this, too. Sasha Banks and Nikki Bella. I don't know if you noticed this, but it was pointed out to me. Take out the Undertaker segment at the end of the night, because that was not a match. Sasha Banks and Nikki Bella fought in the last match of the night on Raw last night, or this week. Sasha Banks and Nikki Bella had the last match on Raw. That's enormous. I do believe there was a chance we want Brock happening. What? I think... Feel like that no, happened. they said we want bra. They wanted to see like a bra strap or something. I think that's all it was. They were into the match. In a probes. <laughs> I will give you that though. You know I'm a Sasha Banks fan. You know I'm the biggest Sasha Banks fan. And you know I'm a Bella's fan. I love seeing I'm a, I'm in Bree mode constantly. Are you switching that for this weekend? Here's the thing. Three shows. It won't be a problem. Because oh. let me tell you something. And I have to figure out which order they are in. But when you're talking t-shirts, uh-huh. I got three t-shirts that I'm itching to wear. I got Banks on it. Yep. I got uh, Brie mode, uh-huh. and I got a debut, and this is big. Oh, this is huge. And this is something that I want you know the listeners to be aware of because you guys don't know. Everybody knows I got a Banks on it. Everybody knows I got Brie mode. This weekend, I will debut my last kicker T-shirt. Really? That, yeah, that's right. Really? You should see the faces already in this room. They can't wow. believe it. Flabbergasted. I got a last kicker T-shirt. You do? Yes, I do. I've and seen it, that. And it fits, and it's great. Good for you. I'll wear it to one of the shows. I got a new Neville shirt. You did? Uh-huh. I got to get a Team Bad shirt, too. Yeah, that's up your alley. Yeah. Do you remember that one time you picked me up and for And a blue pants shirt. Yeah, and a blue, oh my gosh. Did you see that that I, that I sent After you? After you sent it yeah. to me, I saw it. There's blue pants shirt. It just has blue pants on it. <laughs> that's right. It's kind of weird. That's right. So tell and me. actually, um, what is that guy's name? The Marcus Lewis dude? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it is because he has a shirt that's just blank. <laughs> yeah. He, his shirt you can buy at CVS in packs of three for right. 10 bucks. Come on, man. We're so gunning for you over here. You just have to come out to at least an entrance song. Right. It's a blank canvas. Right. Let's paint it. Paint it. Paint it. Put some crazy neon paint on that. That's right. Some glitter. Let's day glow it. Some puffy paint. Yeah. Highlighters. That's right. Let's Jackson Pollock that bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. Silver and gold crayon. Yeah. Sharpen them first. You can put the you can put your ear wherever you want. Anywhere. Doesn't matter. What was I saying about what shirt I was going to wear? Oh, Neville and then... Well, you said that I picked you up one oh, time. Oh, you picked me up one time and I was late. Yes. Because my Tatanka shirt was still in the wash. <laughs> so you had to wait for it to wash and dry. Of course I did. It's important. <laughs> and I refused to wear any other shirt. But I'm... Yeah, so I think uh, it's huge that Sasha Banks and Nikki Bella, but specifically Sasha Banks, uh, were in the last match on Raw this week. And I think they're coming to show out. There's no doubt in my mind... Charlotte is serious when she says that she wants to headline a pay-per-view. She wants to headline WrestleMania, quite frankly. Yes. Um, and and she's got the opportunity to make a huge impact at SummerSlam. I don't know if it is possible for them to steal the show. There's nine of them. It's an elimination. Remind me the NXT card. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks and Bailey. 
for the women's title. Oh shoot! Does that mean Bailey's getting the title? Probably. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily, Sarahly, but probably. Why you say oh shoot? Well, because that's like big moment for you, like. Kind of a downer. Yeah, but you know what? It's graduation. It is graduation. It's graduation. graduation. And I like Bailey. She gave me a side ponytail one time. She did. It's no biggie. And said nobody liked her. I like Bailey. But, no, of course, Sasha Banks, like, that's my boo right there. Right. You know? Also my bae. Right. Right? So, no, I mean, I'm just excited to see. And the fact that she was in the last match on Raw this week means that she will certainly be on Raw next week, which means we'll get to see her Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Somebody's thought about this. Which is exciting. Me? No, I just thought of it just now. Uh, don't like worry an about it. Calendar. Anyway. Yeah. Every day you open it up and it's Sasha Banks. Oh, it's another boss shirt. Cool. Um, <laughs> what else is going on at SummerSlam that we should talk about or discuss? Uh, we talked a little bit about the mixed tag. Well, you're probably excited for the Miz Ryback match. I love me some Miz. You do. Miz Ryback, big show. Yeah, I think the Miz should be Intercontinental Champion, no doubt that's about a it. really. That that match kind of like stands out to me. In a way, I don't know. Bad way, maybe. Kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Yes. Yeah. Well, the juice that's behind some of these other matches is not behind this match for sure. Um, also, Ryback was gone for so long. You know, he was he was out of there, so it's like there hasn't been this build. Uh, I think Miz. First of all, let me say this: we were talking about tough enough earlier. The Miz, and I did not. On paper, I wouldn't think this. The Miz is a better judge on that show than Hulk Hogan by a mile. The Miz makes that a, a, a much better show than when Hulk Hogan was on that show. Period. There's no getting around that statement. Is it just because he offers legitimate feedback? or I mean, he offers good feedback. He knows how to make it into a show. He, mm. he gets people fired up. He gets mm. Paige all riled up. He shoots things at the, at the contestants. Miz is good. And that Tough Talk after show that he was hosting, everybody knows that. That's my favorite show on the network. I think Byron Saxon is actually doing a pretty good job. He's going to show some of his personality. I like that show. But Miz, aside from the fact that he would give up his microphone, which is like that I'm going to talk to the Miz about that hopefully over the weekend because the Miz was walking around yelling at these these tough enough characters going if you're a champion you should never leave your belt at the bottom of the lake and I want to say Miz if you're a broadcaster you should never hand anybody your microphone never give up the mic have you ever done that Katie Absolutely you've covered not. everything Absolutely not I've interviewed psychopaths all across this great city of ours and state to state You have I've interviewed the biggest weirdos on the planet not one of them gets their hands on my mic <laughs> I like how I was thinking about, like, all the CEOs and athletes I've interviewed, and you're like, I've interviewed the craziest. Lots of hobos, <laughs> Katie. Lots of hobos. Homeless people is my specialty. But but they don't grab the mic. The is mic my is point. your power. Exactly. Do you, exactly. Ha- do you hand somebody a kendo stick? Never. No. Never. You hit them with it. Every time. Hand somebody a two-by-four? No. You throw it up in the air, and then you catch it. Two-by-four with barbed wire on it? No. You throw it on top of Answers the cell. Answer the question. Exactly. But that said, Miz now has a stationary mic, and he's good to go, man. He is. He's, he's so strong on that show. Um, yeah, I really hope the Miz wins the Intercontinental title. I think um, he gets people fired up. He gets the right reaction out of people. He's easy to set somebody else up in a feud with. Uh, and he is, he is, you know, people are going to get so mad. I'm about to say this, and people are going to get really pissed at me. Uh-oh. Miz is... Athletically, there are differences. But in terms of being a bad guy, in terms of being a champion, Miz is like what Mr. Perfect was for the Intercontinental title. 
Wow. There are a lot of similarities. A strong upper mid-card heel that you can count on every time. Now, I would have if I were writing for The Miz, I would have had him uh, 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 talking negatively about Roddy Piper when they were celebrating we're his not life. Going back to that. That's me. We're not revisiting. But he's a strong, reliable bad guy who can do media and do all this stuff. People pay attention when The Miz is on. They do. And so even if they hate him, they've got something to say. Uh, so I think he'd be a really strong. I think he is a he has been and is a strong intercontinental champion. I don't see and I'm going to ask losing it that fast. I'm going to ask you this. Okay, how's Miz Dow doing? I was just going to bring that because up because Miz came on this podcast. I was just going to bring that up, and he said, "Okay, cool. Everybody wants to cheer Miz Dow. Let's see if all <gasps> nice. the fans stand by Miz Dow because he goes all the same fans were cheering for Zack Ryder. Where are you now?" He said all the fans are sitting there cheering for Mizdow when he's there. Stick with Mizdow. And it didn't happen. Now, you know, maybe because Macho Mandow is kind of stupid, but, you know, Miz Mizdow was this huge thing. Everybody loved what Mizdow was doing. People are still paying attention to the Miz. Correct. And, they all, and they're going to for a while. And it's because he's a good bad guy. He's easy to hate. And you need that in pro wrestling. He's like a throwback. Like, everybody hates him, and he'll never turn into a good guy. He's like a classic bad guy. They've tried him as a good guy. It doesn't even sort of work. People are just like, I'm sick of this guy. Then he's like, up yours. And they're like, no, up yours. <laughs> and then you get all mad again, and it works. I would agree with you. Point made. I'm a misfit. You are a misfit. Everybody knows that by now. Everybody I think knows I that. I spotted you on Total Divas talking to the Miz. I, I was. You were there with me watching me going, why is he talking to this guy? <laughs> Good debut. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. All right, Katie. I think we've done our job here today. It's been an extended one. I could do this. I could I could just do this for the podcast as far as I'm concerned going forward. But yeah. people would probably be like, remember when you had famous wrestlers on your show? That was great. <laughs> Remind people to come Thursday. Thursday, if you're listening to this on time, if you're listening to this as it comes out, you know, tomorrow's Thursday. Uh-huh. So Katie and I will both be at Caroline's comedy club uh it's on broadway it's in Times square in new york city it is a free show katie and i will have paul Heyman and Corey graves both with us you have to email email yep yep i was i've been telling that but you know if you know you know you followed what katie and i do you know it is classic when we sit down with paul Heyman. it is not to be missed it is always classic and you can be there in person Go to NotSam.com, click on that front banner. It says, you know, Paul Heyman, Corey Graves, Carolines. Click on it, mm-hmm. and it's got all the info. It's got the email address, everywhere you need to go to get the uh, the free, I mean, to get on my guest list is what it is. Um, and it's going to be an amazing show. It's once in a lifetime. And, like, how often does WWE do things with shows in front of audiences? It never happens. It's going to so, be awesome. It's going to be great, and you get to meet us and uh, have a good time. Katie, you know, they can follow you on Twitter at Katie Linendahl. Send you all kinds of great stuff. Uh, you know where you can get me. And, uh, yeah, that's it, I guess, huh? It was good times. It was like the prelude to SummerSlam. Well, that's what it was. It was our big SummerSlam preview show. I feel good about it. I feel good about it, too. Now we have to go find people to be nice to because it's hot as balls and we need a pool. That's right. Let's find someone with a pool. Yeah. I'll talk to you later. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.
and subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast.